0: Welcome back to the Keen Lake Podcast, the premier (laughs) whiskey podcast. Now with the mention of whiskey in its title, it's actually been there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Hi, this is your host Jake speaking uh, live from my basement in Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, the new home of the Keen Lake Recording Studios, because our two past official homes are no longer there. Yeah, they're gone. They go bye bye. Well, Fountainhead's gone, and then Beguile. I found out this week sold our recording space. (gasps) Really? Let go of the lease, I should say. Yeah. So Wilson Torres, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, young world! What's oh, up, yeah. So, um, really, they sold their upstairs. Right
0: before we get into our guest, that's yeah. they they um, they didn't sell it. They just didn't continue the lease anymore
1: on that part
0: of the the, the, top the top building. Yeah, the brewery's still there. They're actually going to be doing some renovations into it and opening the back patio area in May. Sweet, sweet. But the go. recording studio is gone. They seemed to kind of forgot that we used to record there too, and I was—I'm like, wait, <laughs> our recording studio is gone. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm like, oh yeah, it has been over a year, so been over yeah, yeah not present in the front of mind when you've been uh, not in—I guess—in in person that much. But <laughs> such is life. But uh, let's welcome our guest to the show. Yes, go ahead, Nick. take it away, Wilson.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys,
0: boys
1: and girls. girls, children of all ages, the Urban Bourbonist, Chris Botner.
2: Thank What's you up? guys, as always, for uh, for having me back. I say this every time. I don't know why you do, but um, I'm always happy to come and, and talk whiskey with you guys. It's, we always great. appreciate you having you. Street
1: cred, brother. That's well, what I was going to say, yeah. we
0: haven't recorded a podcast together in a while, but yeah. then technically last week we recorded a podcast together. <laughs> yeah. Did we really? Yeah, Sunday Night Fights. Yeah. Oh, I was going right. to say, you're still glowing after your win over Sagamore. Oh, man.
1: What? Are you kidding me? I had t-shirts printed. Shoot me out an email. I'll send one to you. Did you really? Oh hell yes, <laughs> hell
2: yes. <laughs> what does
1: the t-shirt say? I don't know. I, I actually, I d-
0: didn't. You should that. make yourself a belt.
1: I thought Ooh. about going in one and then wearing my fancy robe that I had on when I did that. And uh, well, here's an idea. I decided What if it? you
0: just did <laughs> Sunday Night Fights the entire year, and the winners like you did eight, and then the winners kept going head to and then at the end of the year, there's a belt.
2: Dude, I love it. That's a good. That's actually a good that's idea. A good
1: idea. Shout out to Mikey Pinstripes for that. For
0: Absolutely. what? Yeah. He didn't do anything. No, for not, he'll probably run with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it is your idea. I'm
1: just saying, Mikey can execute it, or Chris can execute it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Well, we recorded a, uh, I guess we recorded a podcast after Sunday night fights from Wilson's victory, Sagamore losing to Union Horse Distilling Co. That's right. At their Say it cast again.
1: Strength rise. Say it with me. Winner, chicken dinner. <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, we, after that, we went on Instagram Live for mm. way Hours. too long, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, man, I, I, it sucks that I missed that, man. You didn't you miss it. You
1: there. were on it for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but then I went to bed because I'm a fucking You probably made the wise ass. decision. Yeah, I, went yeah. To, I was like, I'm tired. It's Sunday. I got to go to bed. I didn't think it would last that long. And then come the next day, I'm watching. And I'm like, man, I missed out on that. You know, I would have been hungover, though. For sure, That's oh, okay.
0: Uh, well, we could have done all five people, and I would have dropped off if you and Brett wanted to go back on. But Brett came on in your replacement.
1: Yeah, I remember him. Um, I remember saying that I was going to go so he can get out and so on and so forth. But, but I think I edited out
0: like forty minutes of that. Did you really? The podcast 40, was, that was it like so dead so silence? Uh, no, it <laughs> or was just, gibberish? O- just audio issues more uh, than anything. Yeah. Brett's connection wasn't very good, and it kind of go in and out. Yeah. And so, and there was a part when like yours for some reason just randomly.
1: Mine is because I didn't have my headphones in or oh, those God. little pod AirPods, yeah, whatever AirPods. they're called. Yeah. they hit your, I hate those things, man. They hurt my ears. Anyways, um, <laughs> th- yeah, those just, I didn't have them in. So, of course, everything came across distorted and whatnot, so. But it's
0: kind of the beauty of um, what's happened over the last 12 months where we can just you know, record and talk to people all across the country. And we didn't really have anything planned that week for a podcast. And Chris was gracious enough to send us the audio and And put it out there, cut it up a little bit. And there we go.
1: Yeah.
2: I think that was super cool that you did that. And yeah, it was, it it was fun. I mean, it was fun. You, that's like everyone just kind of, talking you know just off the cuff and mm-hmm. that's that's the best those are the best conversations in the
0: integration now of instagram having that capability love having four people on there and yeah. going four hours which no one needs to do <laughs> no. we've i think we've tested i, it, I think but, we've tested <laughs> the hell's boundaries
1: uh, I'm, oh the guy the bourbonwood friends also came pretty close one night um i it, watched him one night oh yeah. yeah on and on and on oh i love the man those guys they talk so much shit and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them. Oh man, they're great guys, man. The Kentucky boys. They're they're cool. I like it, them. It is Shout interesting
0: out to see the people BWF. Get very wasted though on Instagram live and keep going and going and next thing you know they're saying some disparaging things about people.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the problem with that's being able to go that long yeah. is mm-hmm. that sometimes some some reality of who people really yeah. are starts to come out. <laughs> that, Definitely.
0: Uh, they get way too comfortable forgetting yeah. that there's people maybe not even watch. Well, they could be watching, but they could also go back and watch the recording if you post it. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's It's, it's that's, interesting to see dangerous.
1: people. That's dangerous. You know, I was thinking about that the other day where we're all in... I guess you could say a lot of the times that, well, aside from our virtuals that we've done, mm-hmm. you know, we do it on behalf of our of our uh, distilleries and whatnot, and then we have Key in the Lake things that we do together and of course online and then of course the podcast i get nervous sometimes when i think about it because mm-hmm. a lot of people listen or they share information that they gain from us so other Bad brands are, yeah <laughs> so other brands are probably like yeah, i don't know we wouldn't that's thank god we don't have that kid you know what i'm saying i don't i think it's of, the, i think it's the opposite you think, I think sometimes are, i wonder i'm like fuck who's i mean if you say something
0: i think people are envious of the amount of uh, amount of content you put out you think yeah oh i just how can... many times people have like given me shit for having a podcast and being a brand ambassador because they're like well not everybody's a podcast you just can't i just can't invite them on my show and then get, it, <laughs> and then get placement in their store i'm like well yeah it's help. it's nice and that works out that way but hey i've had mike marino on four times still not in the store so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like having yeah. conversations with the guy
1: yeah. That's the thing. It's, I get nervous sometimes cause I don't want to give anyone or uh, I'm just very protective, not only of my, myself, cause we are, our each other's brands. Mm-hmm. You know, we each have a brand. Um, but I also want to protect my friend's brands too. You know, like right. Chris sure. is yours, you know, Callum's, you know, it's like, Hey, we're, we're, were aces, you know, at least in my book. But at the same time, I don't want anyone to take anything out of context. And yeah, unfortunately, that's something you can't control either. Right. Though. That's no. something – it know, wouldn't that. matter
0: if you work for a brand or not. If you're online, just as somebody who enjoys whiskey, they can take whatever you say out of context. Yeah, yeah.
2: You just have to trust that people listening are smart enough to mm. determine when you're speaking on behalf of the brand and when you're speaking mm. on behalf <laughs> of yourself. Sometimes, yeah, it gets blurred, but, sure. you know – I mean, people just have to be cognizant and just be smart about what you're listening to mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. I, I mean, mean, people have opinions, can have opinions outside of their job, sure, outside yeah. of the yeah. brand they're they're working yeah. for. I and think, that's
1: what I say, like, when, does it, when do we clock out? You know, we, yeah, you get uh, what I, I'm saying? No,
0: because like, even on our very first Kena Lake Zoom <clears> tasting we did, we went... Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should say a handful of us went four hours. But at the end, when it was, I think it was like what, you, me, Mikey, somebody else, I think Mike, Bourbon Librarian, was still on there. Yep. Um, couple. I think the Rudd was still on there. Joel, yeah, just you, you hang in And them. you're not like it. I wouldn't want to say anything out of turn, obviously, but I'm like, am I done doing. Star Wars stuff at this right. point. Yeah, exactly. And it was, but you just think like, and I don't want to be cognizant of not talking about Star Wars in that conversation because the five people were we were just having a conversation about yeah. whiskey and the whole industry in gotcha. general. For me, it's kind of not over my time with people and saying mm-hmm. like way too much about the brand itself and to kind of stop the promotion part of it. But it's also, you have to remember, and at least for me now that you can do four people on Instagram live that am I on Instagram Live or am I on Zoom? Recognizing yeah. <laughs> recognizing what platform you're on because there's I'll say like that conversation we have with those five people I'll say whatever because I trust the people in there. Right. And it's right. only those five people, and I have the recording. If right. so, I'm the only person that has a recording of it. <laughs> versus saying it out there for the public, and then anybody yeah. can go see it.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just like when when is it okay for us? I mean, not that any of us are any different, you know. Outside I think of what so. we, I feel we're all consistent as far as we don't have two faces. You you're know?
0: still carrying a brand too. If you're just on a key and lake platform, yeah. not the union horse platform. Exactly.
1: You know, and that's the thing.
0: So we're a very important brand. Mm-hmm. It's very, very rigorous regulations when it comes to being Absolutely. a key the lake brand ambassador. You have to be. That's what you yeah. are.
2: Exactly. I would, I would think over at least, especially over this past year that it, that, you know, you guys doing this would be seen as a benefit by your brands. Even if, you know, even if you're saying something that's not associated with the brand, you know, like your own opinion, mm-hmm. and it gets associated with the brand, I guess good or bad, it still is like, I would see that as beneficial. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, is there bad publicity? Yeah, but, you know, if someone's talking about your brand... Right. It's also good. I mean, you don't want them talking about (laughs) the brand for really bad reasons, but I mean, there's that, I mean, I just see it as there's obviously a delicate balance, but you guys are smart guys. I would think that Mm -hmm. your brands see it as beneficial to them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the biggest thing for me too, is not to conflate Key in the Lake with Starward, you know, because Mm. it's, I, I guess I run everything on Key in the Lake, but Mikey said, "Like, oh, people will know Key in the Lake as the Star Wars National Brand Ambassador, essentially." And I'm like, "Huh? Oh, that's a good thing because right. it's its own identity, it's its own you know? Thing, know exactly. And it's not just me. It's you know, Callum. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was Bob for the longest time. The summer at Fountainhead. It, it's you, obviously, too, Wilson. Then mm-hmm. other people that kind of come on this podcast. And people I even ask before, like, oh, is Brett like well, a co-host of the podcast because he comes on yeah. so oftenly?' Yeah. Um, but it's the idea of making sure that there is a separation, but you're right, Chris. My boss is totally cool with me doing those tastings. Like, you get 25 people to try your whiskey, do yeah. it blind, talk about <clears> it, and <throat> then hopefully go buy a bottle at the end of the day. That's yeah. the same thing I do for work, but just do it right. with only myself.
1: Right. Yeah, Or only
0: my brand, I should say. Not yeah. myself. I don't do tastings by myself. What... Well, I do every night that too. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just think it's just, this past year has just blown everything up. It's like, yeah, I mean it's the wild west right now of, I would think, you know, working with a brand and, and doing all these things virtually. And yes, there's, there's blurred lines, but in the end, um, if you have smart people like you guys working for the brands, it's, it's only beneficial, yeah. even if the lines get blurred.
0: Do you think, Wilson, you have that hesitancy or questioning because of previous companies we've worked for? Not even necessarily in this industry
1: um no no it's more um i guess it's it's af it's this it's all hindsight really okay it's not when i'm going into them because i'm always excited to sit down and talk with you and of course with chris and anyone that we have on the podcast even when we do the ig lives or mm-hmm. whatever we do even for our, each of our brands i was just you know i, I was like man you know um because people reach out and they ask questions you know, it's just great and yeah. they're like yeah you know and so that makes you think i was like man there more and more like you said chris more and more people are listening they're watching mm-hmm. you know um and i just i guess i just don't have the control of those lines being blurred or crossed mm-hmm. as far as what they how they i guess uh whatever it. it is yeah however they proceed I have no control over that it's true no that's you a good know, point and, that, and then that's just and that's I, sometimes I worry because I don't want I don't I shit talk but I use factual I use facts when I shit talk you know like right, the whole right. Sagamore thing I, I got the hate mail on
0: that <laughs> I know you told I, I was. that I, I believe it
1: <laughs> really, I didn't take I thought it was great. I mean, I was sweaty after that, man. Was, oh,
0: it was great. I just, I I, I'm just, I'm not surprised that people are like, You're an asshole.
1: No, it was more about after it's like, Oh, you know, because I had a Sagamore fan that reached out to me, and he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I had this other cat reach out to me. And he's just like, Oh well, I don't see Union Horse in my market, so obviously it's not that great, you know? And and, and it's, you know, it's, I was getting so much, I think after I, I reached out to Chris oh, to, to share with him, and it was funny because I got like five, six, next you know, my, my DM was full. Seriously? Yeah, I had like 15 people reach out to me. It's just like, well, you know, not everyone's really, that just because you can, anyone can put cast strength on their on their bottle. It doesn't have to necessarily mean it's full cast strength. I'm like, what? That doesn't even make. Yeah, sense. I get that. And you know what? I yeah. responded to every single of those motherfuckers because I was just like, listen, you. you want to reach out to me, then I have every right to respond to you, politely, of course, right? I, yeah, especially after I called the mom motherfuckers just now, but at the same time, you know. But it's just, I started to think about that. You yeah. know, that's why I. That's it's been in my mind, and I'm just like, I don't. Okay. Want, is it? I don't want to be too careful because then I'm not being me. But do we have to be careful?
0: No, I think you're getting those responses because you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. See, I was.
1: I honestly, you know, I really, I I didn't doubt myself. I was, like I said, I had fun with it. Brett had fun with it. Right. And they don't,
0: people don't understand that you four are good friends. Yeah. The dynamic. (laughs) People don't understand the
2: dynamic of, of like, what even how that even all started right then obviously like if they're just coming into it and seeing you know your your uh, pre-fight <laughs> um hype videos then they might be like what the hell is wrong with this guy or yeah. i can't believe you know he's saying these things but it is all in good fun and all yeah based on you know relationships that are strong uh, and have been around correct. for yeah. a while. Yeah. So
0: and they obviously yeah. didn't listen to the two and a half hours afterward either. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, but they also, yeah. I think it's the misinterpretation of text. Like you were texting a lot of things in the in the yeah. chat, and yeah. I think people could conflate that to be yeah. you know not just talking shit in a fun way, but being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, just, I, I just, I no. just sometimes
1: you have to step back and you have to check yourself. And I, I, I did that this past week, and I'm like, I don't think I. Did anything bad, but no, just no. Want to make sure I, don't know. I think so. You I know. Yeah, I just want to make sure, sure people like us. You know, if they don't like us, fine. Or me personally, that's fine. That's cool. I, I can dig that.
0: There's a lot of people that are envious of your position yeah, no, in the industry too, true. being a brand ambassador. You know, or brand special. What the hell you call yourself? Yeah,
1: whatever that we do. You know, I just. It's more about. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still- I would.
0: I would. I would never take away that night. I, I the only thing I would have from that night for both your brands is positivity about it. Oh, or, totally. oh
1: absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, Kristen and and, and Especially Mikey Samuel E Sagamore. <laughs> Samuel E Sagamore or, or Sagamore E Samuel. Sammy. Hey Sammy. I think
2: he answers the both, but Sammy. Uh, we need to we need Brett if you can uh, get in contact with <laughs> Samuel E Sagamore or Sagamore E Samuel. <laughs> from I think we need to see Sagamore more spirits. of him on, on social media. Hey
1: Brett, get your armed armor on. He might Get also answer to Harry Carey. Yeah, oh, did right? Never... Didn't he look like Harry Carey? Yeah, that's what did, it was. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what yeah. I thought. I was like, man, dude yeah. looks like Harry Carey. Anyways, um, well, no. have you done anything, Chris, to, to protect your brand in a sense? Like, you know, because mm. I go back, I, I still marvel at the fact that I go back to when we first met, and how you, how your account has ballooned to where it is, and your following, and the trust that you've, you know, that you've, um. The people instilling you and your opinions and whatnot, and of course our, our friendships at, at this uh, around this whole table. But at the same time, have you done anything to protect your brand? Because you, you are now well, urban bourbonist is a brand. Yeah, right? I
2: appreciate you saying Maybe. that. Um, I just I haven't done anything. I mean, I don't even know what I would do to protect you know my so-called brand. Mm-hmm. But I have had like you know you say that you've had you had people after that. Sunday night fights kind of reach out with, with hate mail. I get, I get stuff all the time (laughs) in my direct messages about, you know, either an opinion that I have, or if I'm saying I'm trying something for the first time, people are like, how, how can that be the first time you're, you know, you're trying something, Mm. you know, Mm. you, you seem like this. I had a guy tell me I'm, I must be a fraud because Um, I posted uh, after the first time I had uh, the uh, Van Winkle Lot B. Uh First time I had it was like two months ago and uh, did not care for it at all. Did a video on my page like saying like this stuff is like do not like it, go yeah. crazy over this bottle and overpay for it because it's not that good and there i there happened to be like a song on instagram you could use that was like it's not that good <laughs> so that was playing i got so much response really to that like people being like oh you're a fraud how is it the first time you've had van winkle Lappy?" I'm like dude it's not like it's a bottle right. that's easy to yeah, come across right. and i don't i will not pay over retail for anything right Certainly not gonna pay a thousand dollars or whatever that bottle goes for mm-hmm, on yeah. secondary. I don't even deal with secondary stuff, but I'm like, I okay. I'm like <laughs> so I told the guy flat out, you know where the unfollow button is if you yeah. you know, wanna unfollow me because you think I'm some kind of fraud because I had Van Winkle lot B for the first time a few months ago. Okay. You know, I'm being honest right. that <laughs> that's the first time I had it. You know, what's wrong with that? You that's, know, I haven't tasted every whiskey on on the planet. Two thousand you know? distilleries in America alone. I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's a lot of. Whiskey. And I I know that's like a highly sought after bottle, and but like there's not. It's not like there's that many opportunities to drink it. Yeah, there's probably lots of bars that have it, but mm-hmm. I'm not paying. One hundred fifty dollars you know, for a pour. Yeah, for a one ounce pour or whatever. You know, whatever the crazy price would be for that. That's so,
0: I, I talked to the guy last night actually just on that conversation. um, he paid $250 for three different pours of Pappy. I know there's a 23 in there. And I'm yeah. like, that's a pretty good deal, actually. There for three pours? Three, four half pappies? ounce pours. And he's like, me and my buddy split it. I'm like, well, there you go. That's like a good way of doing it. there you go. But yeah, everything is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the conversation on the hate or whatever it might be on Instagram is more interesting at this point. but oh. It, I think that's an awesome response saying the unfollow button is just right there. It's funny how I have the complete opposite response when you try, I can't remember what you tried one time on fresh pops. And I was like, I am shocked that Chris never had that. And I was, I was, I was happy. I was like, Oh, that's really cool. You're, yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to be transparent and know you well enough that that's what your page is all about. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like that's cool. He hasn't gotten into this yet. And there's so much more out there to explore. And when I know you try so much whiskey, oh, every that week.
2: was, um, was that? I'm trying to think what that was
0: was it an old was it heaven hill maybe i can't remember what it was but i was just, i was like oh i was just really impressed by it and it's impressive them to say like to lower your ego and say this is the first time i've had it when so many other bourbon drinkers out there probably had it and you know it was even on a zoom tasting the other night and this guy had 480 bottles of whiskey and <laughs> oh he's God. like half of more open and everyone's response was you aren't drinking fast enough (laughs) and he was moving. So he was showing us everything. And I'm like, I don't know why you're showing us, but it wasn't part of the class, but you know, whatever. And he's showing all his Blantons and like, they're not even open. And he has like, uh, all the only thing that was packaged on on them was the toppers. And I'm like, see, that's all you care about. Like you have styrofoam around the to- the toppers, but nothing else. Like they're all, they're all <laughs> boxed up. I'm like, oh, you don't care if the juice is destroyed, the glass, but, so you the but the topper. The topper. Right. Yeah. I don't but know. That- it's, it's interesting how people search for whiskey and what they want to have and what they're looking for out there. But then also to come at every, every individual that has their own preference and drinking yeah.
2: styles. Yeah. And, and I think that there's this weird dynamic, especially like right now on Instagram of like everyone thinks they're competing against everybody else for some reason like i was trying to show like what they have not or knowledge. in terms of in terms of i guess knowledge but also followers okay like yeah i don't i honestly don't think we're comp- we're competing for followers no. i mean that's just i don't know i mean that's petulant and 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 people like get all upset when they see you know X account growing more than maybe theirs, and and then that's where the like the the claws come out, and they start sending like <laughs> nasty match- messages or yeah. or uh, you know you hear from someone else that you know this guy is talking you know smack about you or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I know the person, you they can just right message me, yeah, or you know or come to my house, dog. Like, I mean it's, like it's, a pl- it's a just playground. So, it's just it's so. Ast- Man. especially over the past like really the start of 2021 like a lot of it's just instagram has been really weird and uh, <laughs> no, and it's been it's been not as fun actually mm. over the huh. to start 2021 um interesting do you think for, it's
0: because people are, are at home more and online more
2: i think probably and like people are just like i don't know if they're everyone's just kind of going stir crazy and they're just taking out like their pent up, you know, feelings that sure. that have built up over the past year and just um I don't know. It, it's it's definitely not has not been as fun for me over the past few months. Like I'm mm-hmm. still, you know, doing posts and and giving yeah. my opinions on things and but it just I don't know. People seem to be taking it way, way too seriously. Yeah,
0: no, I agree with that. And I think when I f- f- first got on Instagram, like right when it first came out, I didn't, I don't know how I found it, but someone told me like, Oh, like you're a photographer. You should be on this. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool and fun and neat. And I was a little bit of that angry user where I'm like, why are all these people have like 20,000 followers and like 10 people like my photo. And it was hard to understand. I wasn't, I wasn't like mad at anybody or angry at people um, or I was envious, but not jealous of yeah. other users about like, I do want to be a professional photographer full-time instead of being a part-time photographer and working a full-time job. Mm. And you see people kind of growing their accounts and doing this and that. And you're like, well, I'm taking in my opinion, better photos, or I go to different places and yeah. try new things out where I think a lot of people are just replicating what they see online but it was mostly conversations i had with myself or like maybe my wife girlfriend at the time um, about that but it was but it was in a way driving me crazy yeah and then i think people now they're sitting online all day for work most of most of people you're looking you're on zooms you're looking at yourself you're looking at everything around you and you're completely you're constantly judging and critiquing your entire life and also like, even your looks and your face whatever it could be people were like Plastic surgery is on the upright now because people are sitting there looking at their face all day. And I think people are really just disgruntled with the with what they have around them. And they're probably taking inventory of their lives and they're sitting there thinking, you know, I'm 30, 40, whatever, how old an age... And not where, not where I want to be in life. And then here's this thing I'm doing on Instagram. What's a personal passion, a hobby, Mm -hmm. but you know, I would really like to work for a distillery at the end of the day, or I would like to be paid for my content, whatever it may be, and have these partnerships Mm -hmm. and they get jealous of people that have that. And then they just take it out online thinking you're not going to probably respond because it's just a, it's a faceless message essentially. Even if you know who the person is or see their posts. Um, But for some reason also in the whiskey community, or the Bourbon Community Online, people don't post pictures of themselves. It's just strange. I I am not saying you have to do it all the time, but it That's is just basically a post of bottles. Yeah. And nothing really that original with the bottle. I mean, it's maybe,
2: not it's not it's really not original I, at all. I, I all we're doing is posting pictures right, of bottles. So. Right.
0: And like huh. your review is different because everybody's palate's different, yeah. which um I I like the way that you guys that you creatively you know do the fresh pops do Sunday night fights, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. But it's always about engagement versus just putting, Hey, this is my opinion out there. And it's probably the best opinion out there better than everybody <laughs> else's. Cause that's the feeling I get from a lot of Instagram or bourbon, Instagram, whiskey, Instagram out mm-hmm. there. And then it's about flaunting what bottles you have.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, big and, time.
0: And I'm like, how many times are you just reposting the same bottle in a different place of your house, <laughs> or like, you know, like in some it's leaves true. in the leaves of the, the fall, I mean, and then in some <laughs> snow in the winter. That's the
2: it's yeah, yeah, that's the game, you yeah. know. Um, and like I said, I just feel like people have just gotten way too serious about it mm-hmm. recently. Like I feel, I feel like the start of 2021 has just been like this everyone is just so serious about Mm. you know what everyone else is posting Mm. what everyone else's opinion is are and yeah what what bottles are they you know getting from you know a distillery or whatever Mm. it may be um it's just yeah i mean i love instagram it's yeah it's the only place i am on social media like i put all of my content anything i do is instagram whether it's a post a video a show whatever so i mean it's my platform but i don't know it's it it really has not been as fun lately oh, yeah, it's, like it's kind that.
0: of turning into the cesspool that twitter has become huh. um interesting yeah this everybody's opinion and not, not a lot of facts in there driven it's obviously different with whiskey because we're not talking about the bigger issues of the world. Yeah. Um, Not that they're being solved on Twitter either. (laughs) True. Uh, But I think it just goes back to people just being unhappy with themselves. Um, And this year obviously started off pretty crazy uh, in America. So with everything that happened at the Capitol and... We're still, we're still living through COVID right now. And it's so many, there's so many layers of anger and frustration that everybody has pent up. And Mm -hmm. I feel like like it's probably one thing they can control in their life is what I guess they can portray on Instagram or on social media in general. Yeah, And so when they see someone else doing it better or getting more response to them, I think it just goes back to a lot of... Envy and jealousy.
1: Yeah, I just tell somebody man take that shit to TikTok, bro. Don't bring that. <laughs> you know, looking for scratch over here, bro. Don't. Right. You, I mean, is like, is that a Timex yeah. or Casio on your one? Dude, yeah. this is a
2: 1978 Dude. Timex Q. I knew it. I saw I Q. Like, man, that looks And familiar. it's uh, it's digital, I and it's called it. the ti- It's called the space bar because of this cool little space bar. Sorry, everyone, nice. you can't see it out there. But, we'll post a picture of yeah. it. Um, Sorry, I
1: I I'm, was on the left field. Right field. This I is just, one of my other I um, noticed
2: in addition to whiskey, this is one of my other like weird things that I collect as like cheaper watches. And I've started to get into like vintage ones. Yeah. You should get that Pac-Man
1: one. That's out now. There's a Pac-Man one. (laughs) Time X-Man. That's fucking dope. You can't play it on it but <laughs> <laughs> that's cool good sorry. to know sorry about that, that was left field way out of left. Field.
0: hey you know what good thing you're wearing a cubs hat in a club's uh cardigan that's right I love looking cardigans. good looking good in that cardigan Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate hey man you. anytime it's mr rogers and me well <laughs> Wilson, before the whole sunday night fights fiasco yeah. um <laughs> did you experience any hate online from people never never yeah. never no never I like to draw it out a little bit, but from people, just antagonizing people. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do really well because you do it so, um, and, and you're very smart about it. It's like, wait, what's that mean? Because sometimes you do it, I'm like, what the fuck, and then I'm like, what's and I'm like, I gotta look out you know, the dictionary, the thesaurus. What are you, you know, talking like, about? Sometimes you, the way you say things, I'm like, all right, does this mean this? or does this mean, I mean, oh. again, Marilee, I mean means English is my second language. So mm. a lot of things don't make sense. I don't, don't think sense. that much of an issue for you.
0: No. It, it <laughs> no, I, I, even like just today, and I always say this because I, I like him, but Bourbon Indiana posted a picture of Eagle Rare, and his caption was, do you guys like Eagle Rare? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... So
2: my, co- so, so <laughs>
0: my, my comment to him was no, I don't think anybody drinks this whiskey or something like that. You're like just playing around with people. It's not it's not hate, but I'm just <laughs> you do
1: try, but you're really good at it.
0: I'm like just uh, really just fishing it. for those likes, huh?
1: <laughs> you know, I've tried you know doing posts without hashtags just to see if yeah. the engagements is any yeah, different, yeah. and I've noticed it's the same.
0: Yeah, I do that in my personal account. Do you? Uh, like I basically, well, my personal account just turned into a Star Wars account, really. Right. Um, yeah. So I just put, like, same, hashtag yeah. Star Wars whiskey on it, and yeah. then you still the same still, amount of response to it. Yeah, so crazy. Which is the algorithm that's kind of happening with everything, yeah. where the same people are, say, are seeing your stuff over and over again. Yeah,
1: yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. We're all being controlled. So, Chris, what did you bring up for us today, brother? Yeah.
2: Well, because uh, I really, over the past, like, for quite a while now, I've been reaching for rye a Mm, lot like i don't know what it is but like i just i just want to drink rise so i brought um three rise uh two of them i really like the third one i'm not quite sure about but uh i'd love to get your guys opinion on it but uh what do you uh what do you want to try i brought barrel seagrass which just just uh, came out right just came out Mm -hmm. i have this really cool um Coop blend here. from cooper family in uh ledbetter texas and then this is the these are the hot new guys yeah. out uh, out there uh Damn. packaging up mgp uh nulu out of uh louisville kentucky um it's a toasted barrel rye which yeah. i have lots of uh, opinions on this particular trend right now do they um, say how long they toast the barrels for because,
0: um, I mean, it's more of a timing process than, I guess, the charring, which is... Correct. Yeah. Based so on thickness. Yeah.
2: they so. don't say how long they... Well, I'm sure mm-hmm. they would tell you. That's a crazy color for a toasted barrel. Yeah.
1: and Well, if it's already aged whiskey. Yeah, it's... so oh, this is four they're years, finishing it. Then, yeah, duh, so they're finishing duh. it in a toasted barrel. Gotcha. So this
2: is four-year, five-month. Um, I think this is the high rye. The 95.5. Or this five. is actually rye. So it's the 95.5. Yeah. Um, well, mash bill from mgp okay. um
1: i'll follow your lead on where to start then
2: the interesting thing i think let's let's just try this one then this yeah, is the toasted yeah. rye so pass your glasses over here pass them over passing them over um, Pass those our glasses over there <laughs> what i find interesting oh, a... is with the uh the oh, toasted yeah. barrel finish is that there is this very wide range of finishing time Uh, in the toasted barrel. And I'm just, I'm a little, I guess, skeptical of what some of these brands are doing when they're saying, you know, it's a toasted finish because, and I don't, I, I mean, I'll just say it. I don't want to throw these guys under the, under the bus, but Nulu is finishing these for like days, just a few days in the toasted barrel and calling it a toasted finish. So to me, I'm quite skeptical of being able to really. It's almost. Are you really able to extract that much um, from flavor the from the toasted barrel in such a short period of time? And so I had this conversation with them a little bit um, over private message, and they, s- yeah, you know, it's eight days is plenty. Like to to what size cask? I think it's a f- full fifty-three gallon. Uh, barrel, Hmm. and um, so I'm just a little bit skeptical of it because I've talked to a lot of other people, uh, in the industry that are finishing in a toasted barrel for significantly longer periods of time to then say, Hey, this is a toasted finish. So I don't know if it's one of these things that's just, uh, you know it's the hot it's the hot trend right now. So mm-hmm. hey, throw it in a toasted barrel and and throw a sticker on there that says toasted and and put it out. People like it. I know a lot of people who are going crazy over these uh, toasted finishes, especially from Nulo. So <clears throat> it's just my personal kind of take on it. Is mm-hmm. I'm a bit skeptical of this particular finish and how people are basically accomplishing it and and then saying it's a toasted finish. A couple of things on that. Um,
0: I mean, if you base it on the sense of Scotland with the finishes that really kind of started progressing as where it really invented in the industry with finishes, basically with, you know, Sherry cast and other various casts, they call a finish three to 12 months. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's where your finish standpoint kind of starts the precedent of, of when you are finishing, And putting it into a toasted barrel after a char cast for five years and then putting it in there for eight days almost seems more like a filtration process than it does, um, from my understanding of working in distilleries, than an actual finish, especially in that size of cask. Now, if you're doing it in 15-gallon casts and putting it in there for eight days in a part of your distillery or whatever facility they have in a warm area, yeah, you could probably draw a little bit of flavor out of it. I don't know how much would enhance the flavor. And then... The last part would be, yeah, people like it because it's
2: MGP. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: it's good it's kind of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good. It's uh, uh, uh. I haven't tried don't it. Don't get me though.
2: wrong. It's it's, it's the delicious, delicious. The nose whiskey.
0: has like the, the lemongrass MGP notes all over it. Where it...
1: I, I do get like this on the nose. I have a Your little used...
0: baseball glove on it too.
1: Yeah, that was gonna say something old and already, yeah, like um, Malibu. Yeah it just it reminds mm. me of one of the toasted i have a, a barrel a union horse barrel at home and it's it just smells like a freshly charred barrel this yeah. at least on my nose that's really
2: it's really tasty it's I good really like i like mean, it yeah i there's no argument about whether it tastes good or not um it's just more of like is the is the toasted finish more of a gimmick on this than yeah. it's actually lending all that much to the to the whiskey. How many I mean are there? Oh uh, they're I don't know. They're they're putting out tons you. and tons yeah. and tons of single barrel yeah. picks. Um I actually What's the proof on that? This 16. is uh, a one sixteen point two. I was gonna say it is hot. It's punchy. It's hot. It's punchy. Yeah. Not a bad way, it just surprised yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get a nice burn in your throat. It's yeah. a delicious whiskey. It's sharp. My my only thing is Again, it's just—is that really, is that really a thing? what's the is, effect on it? Yeah. Is it really doing much for the whiskey? It looks and, like a
0: beautiful facility. Um, checking
2: it out right yeah. now online. Oh, down in Louisville. Delicious whiskey. Yeah. I think they do. I think they've had—they've put out like a couple of small batches that, um, you know, uh, were in stores. But most of their, from what I see on on their uh, social media, is a lot of like single barrel stuff going out to. Different places. It
0: seems like, too, they're kind of following in um, the, the sense of Bardstown, where they're making a destination spot, mm-hmm. as much as it is about the whiskey. I'm not saying Bardstown is doing yeah. that, but yeah. just they, they admittedly say, you know, we want to be a destination spot, like right. the vineyards out in, in California, yeah. for people to come visit and drink our spirits. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a growing trend in this industry to make your spot, um, you know, a place to have catering, gathering, mm-hmm. events, um, and then have whiskey kind of built around the entire facility. Yeah. The, the whole operation. Uh, star of the show,
1: so, speak, You're the, the star
0: podcast. of the show. You know, thank
1: you. Appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Star <laughs> of the Keen Lake Podcast. So anyway,
2: delicious whiskey, whether or not the toasted <clears throat> uh, is is a thing, I don't, know. I don't know. It does taste good. Yeah,
0: it does. would love to hear from any distillers out there um, your thoughts on it. Uh, Matt McLean, I would like to hear your thoughts on this one because you've done a lot of work with toasted barrels in yes. various sizes. So I think that'd be really interesting to hear your response um, to this too. And that
2: Jake, you mentioned like the three to twelve months being like a typical um, finish for for yep. Scotch, and I can say from you know reaching out to various people um, after you know seeing all these toasted finishes like from everybody come out that seems to be generally the consensus. Like mm-hmm. three months is pretty much like the minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then it could go, then you got to be tasting it to, to figure to out, sure. you know, what, it's all what's going to work on from there, with the whiskey. Yeah. But yeah, the consensus seemed to be like three months... And then, like you can really yeah. say that's a right. that's the finish.
0: It also depends how old the juice is originally. I think yeah. too um, mm-hmm. that will draw a lot of variance to the flavor profile of the whiskey. So five years, maybe I don't know, maybe five years in Louisville and a few days <laughs> in a <sabatoasting laughs> cask, it does something. I, I, I well, definitely ma- think it changes it because you are filtering the whiskey yeah. out essentially.
2: It's definitely doing something, right? How much is but the, you'd love to try it side by side. Yeah. What if this was a mistake?
1: What if it's something that they put in a toasted barrel to finish, and as they started to taste it, it was taken on a little bit
2: too much? Could be. Could it, be. It could be. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I'm not saying that they're. I do I, wrong, like, yeah. About I know what I, they're doing. I will say too, what they're doing, they're doing it right because yeah. it's really
1: tasty. Great, is tasty. Totally agree. Totally, it's
0: totally tasty. I and mean, it's kind of a good place to like settle on that, but just a matter yeah. of the process. And you know, it, it's so much of what we've always like talked about on this podcast so. is the transparency of what you're doing as a distillery. And Wilson brought up last night on our Instagram live <clears throat> with Joe of Cask and Claro. Um, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. All right. You never know if it's Claro, Claro. I think it's Claro. Claro. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we uh, we're talking about Bartstown and Wilson thought like almost with the transparency that's on the label, so much information, there's a little bit something hiding and mystique about what it, about it as well, because there is so much information about it. And then like how much more can you dig deeper into that yeah. um, every single little point of interest or, I guess, key point on the label too. Mm-hmm. with this, you know, you just, you're like, OK, well, it probably starts with being being sourced for me we're like okay there's a lot of elements that go into sourcing whiskey especially at mgp which we've you know talked at nauseam on this podcast about <laughs> about that but it you it, would like to kind of know what the elements are like saying like here's what we find after eight days of uh, finishing this in a toasted barrel the effects we get on it um here's a video of our process i think that'd be really cool to see um when distillers are doing these unique offerings like yeah. that
2: and i do credit them like i reached out directly and said hey how long was this finished in a toasted barrel totally open about how long they did it for um which is i i appreciate the you know the honesty and the transparency and not like um skating around the question because i asked the same question of (laughs) mictors and mictors gave me this big long response of oh well we air dry the staves of the barrel and i said oh thank you know great you know nuanced answer to the question but you didn't tell me how long you finished the with the, Mm, the whiskey in the toasted barrel for and then like a week later so it was probably one person handling the account and then a week later someone responded back to me and said oh you know thanks for your you know your question but we you know we consider that proprietary information we don't we don't say how long we toast the barrel for. So the the initial response was kind of like skating around right, the, right. and telling me about the the staves of the barrel and I'm like, yeah. "Well, that's not really uh, <laughs> the oh, answer." I can, can tell you
0: exactly yeah. how that went by yeah. working in distilleries, yeah. so, uh, yeah. like of that so, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. But
2: then they finally just said that we don't we yeah. don't talk about how long um, we. Somebody we of what? higher
0: importance got into the Instagram yeah. account and started looking <laughs> looking through the messages yeah, that, and like, "Oh, respond to this guy with this answer. Yeah. That answer was not the right one." Yeah. You
2: know? Which I, you know, I can appreciate like if you don't want to give out the I mean I'd rather you be transparent and say hey you know we finished for you know give me a range and I actually ask like you don't have to tell me specifically but like tell me a range like is it three to six months Mm -hmm. is it six to 12 months yeah but they just didn't want to say it all. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> um, is, but a I, lot of other people uh, did. You know, I reached right. out to a lot of people around the industry that I've been able to, to connect with over the past couple of years, and and most people were pretty forthcoming with, with answers mm-hmm. or at least giving kind of like ranges of, of um, finish, you know, timing and it, it's pretty much started at around three months right
0: no i think it's it is a topic of conversation that continues and not to pat myself on the back but like with our single barrels looking at right now star ward we have like the entire information written on the label yeah. it's like here's three years here's the barrel was inside the only thing we can't say is the vineyard that we got the barrel from because legally we can't yeah whereas you know previous distillers i've worked for i don't even know how long we aged our whiskey for i, yeah. don't, I don't even know if we were following the laws of, <laughs> right. of actual whiskey um, expressions when it came to putting them out I know there's a lot of tomfoolery with label putting where mm. you put the words bourbon and whiskey on there to be considered an actual bourbon <laughs> so right. yeah if you for people out there if you're tasting something that is called a bourbon and it tastes really young and there's something weird about it. Look at the label and see where the words are and then look at a big distillery, um like your Jim Beams or something like that and see how they say bourbon whiskey on there, which they're 100% following the laws <laughs> when it <comes> to making <laughs> bourbon. Um yeah, it's just a little trick out there to look out there mm-hmm. for. Um but yeah, it's it, it is interesting that people hide what their distillery is because It takes away trust, obviously, when you hear answers like that, where they don't even answer your question and talk about something completely different. Yeah. And I try to be as completely honest with our brand as much as possible, because people will read the age statement and say, well, you said it's a three-year-old whiskey, but it says two years in the back of the label. I'm like, well, we have to put the youngest barrel in our blended of batches. So we're blending 23 barrels together in a batch of whiskey. You know, probably twenty of them are gonna be three years in a couple four years, but there's just one two year old whiskey inside of there. Got Got to put it even, in if even if it's two years eleven months, yep. it's still yep. a two year old whiskey. Yep. And, and by the eyes of Australia's rules, so that that's the the age statement on that label. But yep. not trying to hide anything with it. So yeah. Actually, it kind of hurts us more in the American market than anything.
2: Yeah, that's why I think I it would be it would make sense if uh, more distilleries went to what like Bardstown does when they do the blend and they say this percentage is six years eight months this percentage is 13 years Mm -hmm. whatever then you can you can get away from that young age statement right you know because they might have two-year whiskey in there but Mm -hmm. then you can look and be like oh well 80 percent of this whiskey is over 10 years old yeah right you know um and i understand it's you know, it costs money to right. do labels like that, like to get very detailed like that. Yeah. Especially if you're changing the blend right and you're putting out releases fairly often and you're constantly having to change the label. I get it. It's expensive to do and might not work for a lot of a lot of places to do that. But you could you have a website. Yeah. You could right, put it on right. your website mm-hmm. and, you know, someone could go on the website and see breakdown on there doesn't cost you anything to do that. No, so that's true.
0: And that's another conversation we were having last night about taking full advantage of the multimedia process. You don't have to be just the bottle um, on the shelf and then like have an Instagram feed. Like you can create everything, loop it all back in together. And exactly. I think so many brands are missing the mark on that and not taking advantage of it. And the big conversation we were having last night was retailers missing out on that independent retailers, not posting enough about the whiskeys they have in their store and you know wilson you kind of we're talking it more to a much more of a neighborhood kind of Mm -hmm. bodega spot to it and where i was talking about the craft um independent stores that preach out there we have a good whiskey we have a good beer selection we'll begin there then we get into our whiskeys we get into our wines but Mm -hmm. you only see posts about mostly beer and wine because it's it's cheaper you get more eyes on it yeah um people come in and grab a six pack or four packs now that everything's Mm -hmm. in a four pack Which I hate. I I don't hate drinking a pint of beer out of a can because it's never cold at the end. So and it never (laughs) is. It's like one reason why I've stopped drinking less craft beer and just. Uh, That's why I
1: drank four of them last night. No, impressive, (laughs) impressive, impressive, Impressive. (laughs) very impressive. So stupid.
0: Um. But yeah, it just it gets back to integrating everything you have possible to tell your story and tell it honestly.
2: Yeah, I agree totally. I mean, transparent more more information is always better. Yeah no matter pretty much with most things and
0: that's what we become as ambassadors essentially is another outlet for that like my i do as much i do more work on direct messages on instagram and facebook which i hate using facebook i only use it for work but um (laughs) it's a tool it's definitely a useful tool as well um yeah um and i do i use that way more than emailing now i email i have gotten to accounts in different states i have I do direct contact with um, with customers that way, and they can ask you questions, and, f- and I know what to say. I know my place of where to say things, but I also yeah. have a company that believes in being completely transparent, so there's nothing really out there mm-hmm. that I'm going to mislead people or put any from information that a distillery wants to keep on a hush-hush because there really isn't any of that other than how we developed our yeast strain and our yeah. because that's something private where we don't want other For distilleries sure. to <laughs> figure out what right. we did.
1: That's probably the only thing I don't know about our brand is the yeast strand, but at the same time Like why I, do you need to know it? I don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. why do I need to know? No, like why does the customer need yeah. to know? It? But at the same time, you know, I just know to to really go out and get yourself a yeast strand it's expensive. Oh yeah. So I mean it's also I want to work. And it's yeah. So I don't see why being a small distillery already, why would we do we make that investment to do that? Or do we just go with your just your basic yeast and just have at it i don't know right but i do know that if we do have a proprietary that 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 is costs cost a lot of money right just oh, yeah it's just expensive so don't be surprised if no one knows that answer because half the time we all use the same yeast yeah that's a
0: lot of that especially in the midwest <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah
2: for sure what do we got so here we got coopers this? now so Ooh. yeah this next one this is this is really kind of one that's pretty exciting yeah um so this is Cooper Family Barrel Reserve Rye, and this is a blend of straight rye wh- rye whiskeys. Um, this is MGP 95.5 rye, mm-hmm. blended with um, a Tennessee rye, which huh. is um, they are not able to disclose who it comes from. Hmm. I wonder um,
0: who it came from.
2: Well, so it's 30%. it's fifty one it's fifty one percent a fifty uh, one percent rye. Um, then whatever corn and malted barley uh, to go along with that, I can't remember the exact mash bill, hmm. um, but so that Tennessee rye blended with uh MGP 95.5 and right. it's cask strength 114 proof. Wow. And what's cool is that uh, this uh, I'll call it a distillery, but they call themselves a uh, blending house, they're okay. they're straight up, we're it. um, that's right, I love it, we're a blending house, they're in Leadbetter, Texas, which. Um, I was on a zoom last night and a guy from, from Texas is like, yeah, that's a bump in the road between like Austin and, and Houston. Cool. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. it's uh, so hot. Huh? It's like, I don't know if that's, I don't even know if that's like considered central Texas or I just or looked what up Leadbetter on
0: Google maps and the only thing that comes up is Cooper family whiskey company. <laughs> so this is apparently like the place it to It literally puts you Ledbetter. on their distillery yeah. when you put in Leadbetter.
2: Um, so I found it to be cool. I saw, um, I can't remember where I came across these guys on Instagram. Like, I don't know if I stumbled across their page or, or whatever it was. And, um, Oh, actually I've been to
0: Leadbetter. Really? Well, I've driven through definitely. Yeah. I did some work in Bastrop, which is about 25 minutes east of, of Austin. And this is like another 20 minutes or so. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. I was out on like a, nose is ridiculous
2: yeah so this is a husband and wife that are doing they're they're calling themselves a a blending house in texas and they're they're sourcing everything i think um they're you know they're bringing in to lead better and and aging it there um at least for some period of time and then creating some really cool blends and this is their um barrel reserve i think this is the only cask strength they do is this here in chicago it is not. So I struck up a conversation with them. They sent me this bottle. Okay. Nice uh, to, to check out. To, I, mean, I wanted to go buy some those. Yeah, it. I, it's think, they're, doors, yeah. The I think they're only available in Texas and California. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I think this is just a super exciting blend. Like it they is. killed it with this blend. The nose is the like nose is candy. It's candy. Apple. Like oh, It's like a right. fruit bowl. Yeah. Yeah. With like, so I described it to them. I was messaging with them and I was yeah. like, this is a fruit bowl with vanilla bean yep. split open and like scraped across the that. top of the fruit. Oh, yeah. The Do you fruit. The, ze- the zebra <laughs> gum? How you open it yeah. up has yes. all those fruit flavors going yeah. out of it? That's like...
1: Yeah, you know, I hated that gum because it just went bland oh, so fast, bro. you a whole pack in <laughs> <and>, like <laughs> yeah, I know, like five minutes. Yeah, you're like, dog, 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 dog,
0: dog, yeah, reminds me of that. It's getting a aroma like a bouquet of fruits. Oh my gosh!
2: And then there is like very ripe, very yes. beautiful. Yes, yeah. There's and the strong vanilla and there's like mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. caramel like lurking I, yeah. behind yes. there.
0: It reminds me of, like a caramel apple kind of. Yes,
2: I could nose this whiskey yeah. all day forever. Yes. I mean, the nose slight is leathery phenomenal. factory to it. Could put this in
1: look at those Libby glasses you guys have?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was blown away by this. I don't even I haven't
0: even tasted it yet, but I want to make a Manhattan with it Seriously? right now. Like, yeah, it's
2: is beautiful. So taste it. Cheers. This is a phenomenal blend.
0: Oh wow. Still have a candy flavor to it, but yeah. way different. Not the fruit is less uh prevalent, mm-hmm. but um a little of a cotton candy kind of taste mm. to it.
2: Totally agree with cotton candy. Huh. Oh wow, really fun, and and um, I'm getting something really rich on the back. Yeah, yeah. The back end. My...
0: It's almost like um, after, wow. like you have like a piece of like rich chocolate cake, and there is a little bit of that taste there mm. at the end, like like flour? silky, yeah, flowery too. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's thicker. It's thicker at the mm-hmm. end.
1: Yeah,
2: it's like hmm. a roux. One, yeah. When I tasted this one, this is what excites me about. When you tasted risky. it on your, um, I did a fresh pot. Yeah, on this. I was like, I want that, and and I was like, but your face said it all, and I, you know, I had no idea what to expect. You know, mm-hmm. uh, motherfucker, uh, that's good. A husband and wife in Ledbetter, Texas, yeah, uh, open a blending house to <laughs> to blend MGP with um, uh, Tennessee rye from you know who knows where, and right. it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, sign me up for all of this yeah
0: I love the label and the bottle shape as well oh I do that's why when you that's posted beautiful the other day, label beautiful I, love when you, it. I didn't see the fresh pop but when you posted a picture of it I was like I just want to try that yeah. it's so good love the color of the of the whiskey too oh. yeah
1: it's beautiful
0: it's perfect
2: but this is what's so cool is you have you know people like this who are committed to creating a, a really beautiful whiskey and blending it up out of you know out of nowhere in Texas yeah, yeah. that's and, awesome uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously so it's awesome. it's not it's not going to be easy to to find yeah. um, because they are small and they're only in a couple of states. But like this is the stuff that's like out there in right. America right now. Yeah, and it's awesome. And, you know, they're
0: telling you exactly what it is too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, much as they can actually to the, to the yeah. Yeah.
2: I did ask them. You know, can you disclose who the uh, obviously we know who the Indiana rye is. <laughs> yeah um but can you say who the tennessee distillery is and like ah, oh, we can't sorry but um hmm. i i did a little digging because <laughs> i mean like it's definitely it's not Dickel because Dickel sources their rye from mgp right it's not jack daniels because jack daniels rye is like 70 percent rye mm-hmm. but there is a maybe you can look it up yeah. i think it's called tennessee distilling and I think oh, yeah. all oh, they do yeah. is contract distill for um, that is amazing different you know different brands and companies. What's up with the uh, what's this a tiger tiger cougar? It Looks like cougars? a cheetah or cheetah? something. Okay. I'm not sure what the uh, significance of, of that is, but I mean, super cool. I yeah. mean, I, I tasted that and was like, wow, damn, yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic it is blend. Of uh, rye whiskey. I agree. That is really, really
1: impressive.
0: There is a uh, Tennessee Distilling Limited. Man. Making traditional Tennessee sour mash whiskey for our brand partners. Yeah, that's
2: who I think it is. Hmm. I'm not positive, but I'm just... I'm just assuming it's like a one-page website. Yep, it's nothing. There's nothing else to <laughs> yeah, it. That's it's all. Really, they say. Yeah, it's all it is. Oh, so it's I assume that it, that it came out of them just because it seems like that they're just. It. You can faintly to see
0: see their facility, and I'm guessing the farm that they have next to their facility or somewhere, but that's really about it. Interesting.
2: Huh. Yeah, What is that. That's a great just, ride. Yeah, that is well, fantastic. I got some
0: fans here, Coopers. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, so kudos that's, to the Cooper family. Man, that and
0: it's K O O P E R S. If looking for yeah. it,
2: I think they're at Cooper Family on at Instagram. Cooper, family.
1: K- Cooper, uh, Cooper with a K. Cooper. That's why I just uh, Cooper it. with. Oh, K, yeah. is that
2: what you did? Fuck. <laughs> 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 Sorry, brother. So should be oh, oh, moved on drink. to second uh, Second drink is even mm. oh, really good.
1: That's I can just I can, I can just twice, stay on that twice, all day. Just there. a nose the glass afterwards. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I know it's ridiculous. It's
2: and that I mean <sighs> the nose is such a. I mean, a huge part, obviously, yeah, of of, of drinking and eating. And it's such a great part of the experience with that whiskey. You should get the T-shirts. Let's get the lead out.
1: <laughs> get out to lead
0: better. No, it's, it is a great example, though, of how people are finding ways to be a part of the distilling world. And, you know, it's honoring the past of the blending houses in Scotland. Um, over in Europe, I've been doing this from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And it's now... Becoming a primary source of releasing whiskey here in the United States. But they're not trying to say, like, hey, we're making whiskey and nope. here's a weird age, here's a weird day finish on this or something like that. It's just about, hey, we're a blending house. Here's what we do. I just sort of look at their Instagram. It's pretty um, transparent and with, like their facilities and everything going on there. So, and they do it really well. It's curated
2: very well. It's very cool. And I think uh, the MGP is. Four years in Mm -hmm. this and the tennessee rye is six or it might flip-flop i'm not quite sure so you're looking at like a you know a whiskey that's you know when you i don't know what the percentage of each one is but you got some decent age in there for mm -hmm. a rye you know but it does taste beyond its age
0: yeah personally
1: I think it tastes... It's
0: also the climates that it, you, know, you know, it's coming from as well, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, a tennis, yeah. a Tennessee ride Going down yeah. to Texas and that Texas heat. And yeah, I don't
2: know how climate. long it's aged in Texas, but, yeah. I mean, barrels get punished down mm-hmm. in, yeah. it's, in it's Texas. It's not the hottest mm-hmm. spot of Texas, but if it yeah. experiences one Texas summer, that's it's
0: a lot it's, of pores it's opening <laughs> <own> up. Yes. <laughs> that's enough. Right, you. right.
2: <laughs> so, speaking of blending houses... Ah, yes. yes. These the guys... The uh, Barrel barrel craft spirits spirits. man this is one of those those companies that i was really you know like a year or so ago i was like man i can't figure these guys out Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. there's so many labels on the shelf and and whatever and that kind of like scared me off from the brand and, and and this is a brand that is kind of a Pri- they've positioned themselves as like a premium yep. you know spirit and mm-hmm. and it's not cheap to buy their to no, buy their whiskey that's you know? for sure
0: even like end of bin at if you can find it for 50 bucks like grab yeah. it like, yeah it's not gonna be any lower than that
2: but then i tried that i tried like you know one of their yep. bourbon blends and i'm mm-hmm. like okay yeah. now i like <laughs> like i understand like this is this is some good stuff mm-hmm. and then i've you know kind of gone deeper into the brand and now i have like a bunch of their a bunch of their stuff and these guys know how to blend whiskey i mean that's i don't think anyone in the united states is blending better than these guys right now like they are blending some wacky stuff too like they're they're blending stuff from all over the place um, this rye is Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and Canada oh. um, in in the blend. Um, I don't know like what percentages they don't they don't have that information, but of course they do. Barrel does everything at cask strength, yep. um, which is just crazy. And uh, this is finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels, That's and Jesus. it's just and it's called Barrel seagrass and it's just it's just crazy <laughs> i mean this is just, just it's a wild whiskey it sounds like i like send going your out. glasses yeah. over
1: here that that sounds
2: like a whole lot of something and you know
1: i, I was the same way
0: with uh with them as well a little hesitant to buy it and i'm I'm like it with a lot of blending houses and i'm a part of scotch Tremont whiskey society and it's an ambivalent society to be part of because i love the whiskey and there's these amazing barrel selects you get but you also know once you have that bottle that's it it's gone yeah. it's gone forever <laughs> and you there's, you know, there's codes on the labels for uh Scotch whiskey society and you can fi- figure out what, what they are and all that good stuff. And I, there's certain distilleries in Scotland that I love. So I search after those, those bottles and you know, there's a, there's a price range in my head where I tell myself, I'm not going to go over it because <laughs> if I fall in love with this whiskey and I pay more than this price, I'm just going to kill myself <laughs> yeah. after I, after I finish the bottle, cause I'm never going to be able to try it again. And so I'm really hesitant about it. And I was the same way with barrel too, with bourbon barrel. Um, and I've bought a couple bottles, and they haven't lasted very long on my yeah. shelf. It's it's always tasty. It's always cool to try them at bars too, if they have them out, um, mm-hmm. to see what they have, because it's it's something I think it is a great bar whiskey to have, because you can try it. It's, it's probably a little bit pricier, um, you know, whatever for a dram, but at the same time, like you can decide if you like it, and
2: then go to the store and buy it. Yeah, totally agree with that. And they're they're wizards oh at at doing this. This is. I I mean, this is like a fruit cocktail. Yeah, I was just, I was gonna, just say, gonna say it's like it's like that old school canned yes, fruit cocktail. Yes. That's exactly
1: what I was think, trying to think of the name of it, and it's wonderful. It's like you almost <laughs> <That's> like it.
2: <laughs> you,
0: it, it's almost like having the syrup on the yes, nose. Like that's, it's so prevalent. I thought
2: it was the Cooper family that I was still so yeah, I'm here. Reset. They they do have so they're uh, the reason why holy shit. I like to bring these two because God. there is like a similarity on There's, the nose mm-hmm. of that that fruitiness.
0: If I didn't wash it my glass, I would never have thought it was
2: Yeah. uh, Oh yeah. Oh. This is this is straight up Del Monte syrup. It is. It's such a good nose. And again, uh, Martinique rum, which is you know, it's just made from cane. It's just made from cane sugar. Mm -hmm. Um the Madeira is I I looked a little bit further. It's Malmsey Madeira, which is I guess kind of like one of the sweeter types of Madeira wine. And then apricot brandy. I mean, you you look at this bottle and you're like, no. rum, yeah, Madeira wine, apricot yeah. brandy. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this gonna work? And a, a, and then a blend of four different rye, rye whiskeys. Yeah, you're like, how is this gonna work?
0: It's amazing to see how each individual barrel comes out on the palate too. You get this sweet syrupiness that's coming from the rum cask. Um, then there is the apricot present there in the middle mm. and at the end there's like this thick dryness yeah. from the wine and you're like this is ridiculous fuck they pulled it off
1: i wonder if
2: they, they took... pulled it off in a big big way they maybe <sighs>
1: that's just what i love about blending and it's just you can do so many cool things just right. by doing that now so there's four different casks and four different rise right so three different cask finishes three
2: different casks, cask finishes, <clears throat> three different casks.
1: And... Sorry. So cool. <clears throat> Three casks. And then four different. Four rise.
2: Rise. So Kentucky, if, Indiana, Tennessee, okay. and Canada.
1: wonder if each of them were in a particular barrel. and then I've always wondered
0: how they mingle it together.
1: That, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, again, that's the wizardry of these
1: guys. It is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I agree.
2: I don't know how they come up with this stuff. I don't know how they make it work. Well, shit. Um. But they make it work. Joe's making it work. Yeah. 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 I mean really and and they're they're really a cool company too like everyone there is is there's they're super open there's they're, they're oh, man oh man I just get more oh, I get more apricot mm-hmm. oh man second sip yeah this one is I still stuck it. This on is one of those ones, proactive. like you see it on the shelf, get this because yes. it's What's the price know? on that one? Mm. I think it's around. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, like most of their stuff, I think yeah. it's in that like eighty, 80 yeah. to eighty plus yeah. range. I see it you know, seventy nine ninety nine to eighty five yeah. a lot for something, their bottles. I think it's something around there. I'll just keep
1: you guys as friends so you
2: guys can buy it.
1: <laughs> I haven't bought <laughs> a bottle in quite a while actually of
0: theirs. <laughs> I just uh yeah, I'm it, I have enough blending houses and limited offerings i'm like no. i just can't get another one yeah
2: i know love it and and everything they put out it just i don't know it just works it's crazy it's just i love the name too seagrass Seagrass. yeah it's good it's perfect yeah. name
0: and the label like it, the colors yeah the colors of the label mm-hmm. matches just they know what like, they're doing yeah everything about it the nose on it yeah. and the flavors yeah Very cool. Chris, before we go, I wanted to ask you about Whiskey Legion. Mm. What's happened with that?
2: So, thank you for asking, actually. So, Whiskey Legion is a group that, um, kind of the brainchild of um, Charles uh, Morell, also known as At Bourbon Man on Instagram. And uh, he asked me if I kind of wanted to come along for the the ride on this, but it came, it started as a group that was kind of like a value added, um, group for people who were monthly givers to bourbon charity. Hmm. They're known as those people are known as Bourbonhood, And these are people who are giving, you know, 10, 15, $25 a month to support uh, bourbon charity and, and all the charities that, um, that they're supporting. And, um, so we started this group kind of as just a value add on on an app, and uh, it was just a, a place for all of us to kind of network and um, talk about whiskey, and then help each other out finding you know bottles from all around the country because everyone's from um, all over the United States, and um, through some. You know, different things that happened through the pandemic, Bourbonhood moved to like kind of a private Facebook page. Mm. And there was a lot of us that didn't really want to do um, Facebook and a lot of people who didn't have uh, Facebook accounts. So Charles and I decided, hey, let's just let's keep this group. Um, we've all come together around charity. Um, we'll keep the group and we'll just become kind of a, our own private uh, whiskey group. So after like a couple months, we came up with a name, the Whiskey Legion. And um, so now we're just a, a private whiskey group that came together around charity. We all still um, uh, support uh, Bourbon Charity and, and other charities, and we plan to continue to to do charitable things with the group and, and um, be like a private barrel-picking group. Oh, cool. and and we're just keeping it basically how it how it was, um, just not so closely affiliated with uh, Bourbon Charity anymore, mm. um, and just having a good time and and networking and doing the same thing. And it's it's a really really fun and exciting group, and you'll be seeing probably some things um, on on Instagram and and social media with some barrel picks that we'll be doing and and hopefully some more charitable things uh, as we as we go i think we're 76 members strong right now across uh 24 25 states oh cool um so it's a really it's a really cool group a lot of a lot of um you know interesting people that are that are charitable and yeah so that's that's the whiskey legion so is it all enthusiasts all yeah, all yeah. enthusiasts, cool. whiskey enthusiasts, um, and again, like that kind of the original thing that brought us all together was yeah. was that charitable kind of kind of uh, aspect, which we'll continue to do for sure. Beautiful.
1: I dig the um, the stickers.
2: <laughs> I'm a big sticker. It's a cool guy, so. logo. We'll, it is.
0: We'll post fine. we'll post a sticker online for everybody. Yeah. Post a then online. you have a can anybody follow the
1: group?
2: Right. you can you can follow the group, can follow the group. Uh, on instagram yeah. at the whiskey legion um right now it is a private group um, we do have you know the membership can nominate new new members um, and uh, we we plan to keep the group like at most 100 people mm-hmm. just to keep it yeah you know like kind of like a tight-knit sure. uh, you know community and um yeah so that's what we're that's, that's what cool. we're about and i dig it yeah. Any follow, first... follow the Whiskey Legion on Instagram.
0: Any first ideas of a
2: barrel pick? We have one lined up. Nice. Um, it's going to be through Leo's. Nice. Ooh. And uh, all the details aren't quite worked out yet. So I, <laughs> I haven't even, I haven't even told you know the people in the group who it's going to be with. Okay. Um, because <laughs> these things Trust tend me to guys. change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these like uh, the the whole timing it has already changed a couple of times so um but it's a major distillery good and um it'll be a fun it'll be a fun pick and a fun barrel for sure awesome coming hopefully wow. midsummer midsummer oh cool nice cool perfect it's yeah. great to hear
0: um and you have the two sagamore selects coming out too right with leo's
2: <laughs> the next two that yeah that i that i picked with leo's uh two sagamore barrels which are incredible kind of the flavors of those two barrels kind of reminded me of like an old soda fountain kind mm-hmm. of uh feel yeah. to them and like the uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah check those out uh, i think they're available When do they come where- in yeah they I think they're available for pre-order on leosliquor.com right Sweet, now. Yeah. Um, Do in like anytime now. I had the yeah. privilege to try both of them yes. um, as they're tasting them. So, Delicious. Yeah, because I was next in line for barrel picking that All
1: day. Right? <laughs> Oh, is that the Jess? Was there then? That? Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah.
0: Good for her. I'm Jess, for her. I'm Jess's good luck charm. Every time she goes and sells a barrel, I'm always there.
2: <laughs> she sold two that day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good Good luck charm. <laughs>
1: That's a really good luck yeah.
0: charm. Yeah. No, Uh. Two awesome. bourbon barrels. Yeah, definitely there. check them out. And obviously they're- I mean, rye barrel, sorry. They're friends of mine, foes of Wilson's over there at yeah. Sagamore, but- Yeah. Samuel E. Sagamore, you can take that out some other time yeah. with Wilson. Get your underarm, Ron, back on, bro. Yeah. We're going again. I do want to call out Callum O'Donnell- Whoa!
3: Oh,
0: Sunday night fight. I'll, I'm ready to. I'm ready to, for you to challenge me McCallum with another whiskey from the great Avalara Distillery of the very young Star oh, Wars whiskey. Oh, oh, oh. Shout out to Graham. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere. Um, hopefully, I don't know where he's at. To be honest with you, right now, he, he could be in the DR. He could be in Atlanta, Georgia, for all I know. He could be in Scotland. He could be anywhere right now.
1: It's like he Carmen, San Diego. Where Callum San Diego.
0: It rhymes. I like it. Thank you, uh, Wilson. Anything you have going on special?
1: Uh, no. Um, the Union Horse uh, Gold Eagle pick has landed. Um, shout out to Jake and Brett out there. The two brothers that um have run the store for their family. That's been in business since 1933. Mm. Um, check it out, man. You can order it online. Um, and you can have your favorite Chicago one pick it up for you if you have to. If you're out of state, just saying. Um, aside from that, fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, there are only one hundred and sixty bottles of this. Nice. Um, so hopefully, you guys will be able to check it out. And if you guys are also even even in the area, check check it out. A lot of people like oh, yeah. it's far. I get it. Yeah, they're in the north suburbs. Um, maybe an hour for a lot of people, but it is. I personally feel you can really make it an afternoon there because they have a tasting room. You yeah. can try the. You can have some beer. You can try any of the new picks that they have out for three dollars or pour, and leave with a shit ton of beer like I normally do, two pizzas and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> so. there, you go. there you go.
0: like that. Now they have uh, yeah. some phenomenal barrel picks yeah, out there all around. It's so.
1: totally worth your time to go out there and check those guys out. Yeah. And, uh, shout great, out to great everyone. Great prices too. Great prices. And the taxes are much lower. so That's a big incentive for me <laughs> to buy out there. I'm always like, oh, I just bought a
0: $35 bottle of whiskey for $37, exactly. not $42. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Or whatever it is, comes out to be. Yeah, um, and
1: then um, we... <sighs> We will have a release of our uh, new whiskey, hopefully before June, hopefully. So. From Union Horse. From Union Horse, correct. New, a new core whiskey. A new core whiskey. Well, oh. I, I think this is a limit. It's an LTO, okay. so it's a limited time offering. Um, so ho- I don't know how much of that is coming to Chicago, but um, I'll let you guys know for sure. But we do have something new coming to uh, the land here, pretty cool. soon.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, that's uh, another great Key in the Lake podcast. I guess always. Um, I guess I'll be selfish and promote one little thing coming out. It can't be. I'll be discreet a little bit about it because it's not totally in the books yet or hasn't been advertised. I should say. But for Star Wars, we are doing a live barrel pick. Um, With a notorious whiskey bar in the United States that's based out of Chicago, so uh, stay tuned for that. That's cool. Yeah, we will be posting it, I'm sure, coming up here in the next uh, couple of weeks because World Whiskey Day is on May 15th. I think that's the right day. I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Um, We're going to be doing it live on that day with a certain account of ours, picking a live Star Wars barrel from six different samples.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so
0: hopefully it all works out and uh, you can be a part of it and actually kind of have your hands on picking a barrel too with a uh, notorious whiskey bar.
2: That's going
0: to be cool. Yeah, so hopefully that will all work out and come to fruition just so easily. But uh, that's really all we got for you guys. Thanks for listening as always. Chris, thanks for coming on once yeah, again. Man.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's
0: been uh, it's been a th- minute. It's been a while. Like, yeah. yeah it's, I can't believe how long it's been since that drunken conversation yeah. down here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm surprised. That I'm
0: Go back already. and listen to episode 111 ish, <laughs> something like that. You can have us somewhere around the 12 days of Barrel Picks. It was <laughs> it, where it all where it all began. Um, but I appreciate you guys, everybody, everybody out there listening to us. Please like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. And we'll be out there with more content uh, soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers,
3: guys. Ding. I'm going to be break, though.